Welcome to week five of the This Week in Film podcast. I'm Nick Panato, joined as always by Tony LaVoy and Charlie Chester. How you doing, hey, fellas? What's, what's going, going on? on? Charlie, what did you see this week in film? Uh, you made no mention of our theme music, Nick. Oh my God, you're right. You messed up. I'm just so tired of it at this point. Yeah. Um, you know what would be great is if our listeners would send in their own original music. That's a hell of an idea. Did you just think of that on the spot? I just thought of that just now. Man. You should I have think, consulted us first. No, okay. no, I shouldn't have. It's that good. Okay. Uh, you know, listeners, if you have uh, uh, some original music you'd love to hear, you can send us your your brand new favorite track, and we'll play it at the beginning and or end of the show. I love that original idea that you just came up with. And right plentiful they are. I can't believe no one has ever thought of this, using this idea before. Yeah. Hey, so Charlie, what did you see this week in film? Uh, so this week, I, um, I've i been on the hunt for this flick that one of my buddies told me about um, a couple of years ago, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Finally, I got my hands on it called Time Crimes. And what's time it about? Time Crimes. It's a time travel movie. Okay. Uh, super low budget. Hold um, on a second. Mm-hmm. Charlie, seems like you have a fascination with time travel lately. <laughs> yeah. What's that all about? I'm working on a new project, a new script, and I have to do a lot of research on uh, time travel. I'm trying to look for some unique takes on it. Um, I'm looking for some original stuff. So my buddy told me about this flick, and I got really excited by the idea of it. Um, again, it's called Time Crimes. It's uh, I want to say it's... Um, Why do you say it so seductively? <laughs> it's, one word. About sex. It's, it's one word. Time Crimes. What's it about, oh, Charlie? Right. So this movie is uh, uh, it's about a guy who sees a man in bandages who attacks him. So uh, our main character runs to a neighboring house for shelter, and there's a weird scientist over there. He's like, I'll protect you. I'll protect you. The the man with the bandages is coming. Really fishy, sort of like, you know, um, this guy's got an ulterior motive. And he's like, uh, get into this chamber. And the guy's like panicking, so he gets in. It closes, it opens back up. And it's no longer nighttime. It's now daytime. And the guy and the guy that got in is like, I don't understand what's going on. He's like, I just discovered time travel. I didn't think it was going to work. So our main character. Does he know who the scientist is? Nope. Not at all. Um, this just his neighbor that he never strangers. talked to. Some crazy wild-eyed scientist. So uh, our main character wanders back out. And he um, he sees himself from the day prior. So now there's two versions of him. He realizes at that point that he can't interfere with the old version of himself. The old version of himself has to find his way into the time travel machine, so he's got to let it play out. So it's all about, like, the paradox and, like, trying to um, change events. Uh, Can you change them? And he keeps, you know, falling flat, and no matter what, it just keeps happening again and again and again. The reason I thought it was super interesting is that, like, there's no special effects in this movie. It's all story. All story. Mm. And he plays it really, really well. I just found out that um, there's an American version being developed. That's how um, interesting the storyline is. Yeah. The uh, the director was, like, uh, on the list of, like, directors to watch for a while. Yeah. Really good. I do. I recommend it. Find out next week if I bought into Charlie's pitch. Tony, what did you you see? Uh, Well, this week uh, I watched Bridge of Spies. uh, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks reunion tour. Um, 
I'm trying to force a yawn right now, but it's not coming out. That's because this is action packed yeah. explanation. So uh, basically, uh, Tom Hanks is a lawyer. It's Cold War. He is charged with defending um, a spy, uh, a, uh, an alleged Russian spy. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the spy gets convicted. Dude. Um, <laughs> Well, no, no, no. That's like that's like the basis of the movie. Oh, yeah, that okay. Yeah, that that's, happens. Like, right. that, that's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told you. Literally in the trailer. So, you know, yeah. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Yeah. So the spy gets convicted because he's a spy, and uh, Tom Hanks actually goes to the judge's house and basically asks, like, "Hey, before sentencing, please, like, rethink the death penalty because we may. Uh, who knows what's going to happen in this war? We may need this guy." To trade for Americans. What do you think is going to happen? Dun, they dun, execute him. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> no, obviously. So uh, you know what happens already. Nope. Uh, they uh, they sentence him to jail. Haven't um, seen it yet. Sentence him. <laughs> all right, it's <laughs> fine. Sentence him to jail, uh, and Tom Hanks is brought in later because an American crashes in Russia. He's being held. And Tom Hanks is is charged with going over to Russia and brokering the the exchange as he's an independent party, correct? Okay. So yeah, and um, pretty cut and dry movie. Um, Did you find out something interesting about the production? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you watch? No, yeah, I actually did. Um, I found out that the uh, Coen brothers actually wrote this movie um, and combined with um, Steven Spielberg, who uh, they actually worked on. Um, I think they may have worked on Burn After Reading. So they also worked at, uh, with Tom Hanks. Trivia question, what did it, uh, movie did the Coen brothers work with Tom Hanks on? Um, Lady Killers. Ding, ding, Boom. Ding. Nice. Uh Dude, I thought the movie was so freaking boring. Well, you're wrong. Totally boring. It's not boring. It it just... We've got one boring, one not boring. View- listeners, you decide. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Tony, explain the title of the film. Because it is like a, a, a bludgeon over the head how... Plain yeah, it is. it's pretty cut and dry. Like the end of I the said, movie, there's a bridge of spies. spies. <laughs> yes. What's the problem? Oh, God. I really did not like the movie. Oh, my God. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Nick, what did you watch? <laughs> Nick, what did you watch? I saw Iron Man 3 for the 40th time this yeah. week. Okay. And one of the things about Iron Man 3 that... I really enjoy is every time I've seen it, I kind of like the movie even more. Um, I remember when I saw it for the first time in theaters, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was boring. I thought that it had no substance. There was nothing going on. It was an mm-hmm. Iron Man. The Iron Man's barely in the movie. Yeah. And and then at the end, there's a huge fight. You know. Right. What what I've learned over many many hours of viewing the same movie is that the main theme of the movie and Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. wraps it up at the end when he's talking about and spoiler alert when he's talking about it at the at the end he's talking about how um, you can take all his toys away you can take all his fancy suits but even when you take all that away from him he is Iron Man mm-hmm. and 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 I, I never really I don't think I ever really grasped that 
until this very last time that I saw it is that is that the reason that he doesn't have his suits throughout the movie throughout the whole movie is that he doesn't need the suit to be Iron Man. He he is Iron Man. Yeah. Like in the suit, out of the suit, he is Iron Man. And that's the main the main crux of the whole movie. And it kind of blew my mind that I never really grasped that in that way before. Mm-hmm. Um because he he keeps having these panic attacks and and he keeps making all these different suits for all these different contingencies. Like he has a suit specifically designed to lift up a piece of metal that's holding that uh, tanker, that oil tanker up. Mm-hmm. He's got a suit designed for every possible thing he can think of because he feels so out of control in his life because he doesn't believe he's a hero unless he's in the suit. And that's what he learns by the end of the movie is that he doesn't need any of this stuff. He is Iron Man. Yeah. Just like uh, Captain America is still Captain America without the super soldier serum. He's just not super strong. Yeah. And all that stuff. Uh, and I just thought that was uh, pretty interesting, and, and it was surprising that I hadn't caught that before. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful revelation for a character. Um, it I definitely brought movie. me back into the in, into the franchise. It definitely. I mean, because Iron Man 2 is... is I've seen Iron Man 2 probably as many times as Iron Man 1 and 3 now. Yeah. It is not a good movie. Just an aside here, do you think Terrence Howard is still pissed off that he passed up? I can't believe he's not. Here's the question. Do you think Terrence Howard beat the hell out of his agent after that that negotiation process? But talking about Marvel movies brings us to Fox and the big movie for this week. It's a This Week in Film First. We Hold all on, saw wait it. a minute. Did We didn't... No. Did I, we see the same movie? We but, all saw the same movie this week. For the week. first time in history, what did we see? Deadpool! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. We all saw Deadpool yeah, this weekend. Deadpool. The brand new uh, X-Men franchise that's lighting up the charts. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I'd I'd say we're unanimous, and uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Awesome. It was the best X Men movie. I'm gonna say it, best X Men movie I've ever seen. I would completely yes. agree. 100%. Completely agree. I think without the other X Men movies, it would suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, just because of a lot of the inside jokes, but easily the best X Men movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I Well, I would say that and The Wolverine are my top two. But um, this is awesome. This is so good. Uh, from um, the tone is... Oh, and we're going deep spoilers on this one probably, so... So earmuffs if... Uh, Turn if back now! I would suggest <laughs> fast-forwarding to the end to hear our great closing theme song. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I mean, like, the tone of the movie is, like, total dark comedy um and they're pretty consistent throughout it the only time they break it really is when he is getting tortured then it becomes just like a horror show that scene where he becomes the monster that he is yeah um is powerful because they drop all the comedy but -hmm. it doesn't change the tone of the movie no not at all but as a guy who didn't read any of the comics and really had no backstory going into it what a gnarly way to be tortured. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That was insane. Yeah. I and mean, it, it really goes to show you that, like, it does drive him nuts. Like, that's why he breaks fourth wall. Because he, he never broke all the fourth wall and stuff before that. He was funny. 
you know, and whatnot. But he didn't like turn the camera that no one else right, sees yeah, but him. Like they broke him. Yeah. During yes. torture, you know. Yes. So, um, the one thing about the oxygen tank thing at the end, when they put his girlfriend in the tank. I forgot that he got all messed up because of his mutation that they pulled out of him. She would have been fine. What do you mean? Because they didn't pump her full of that stuff. She just would have been... Oh, no, no, no. Like, uh, he... He they, was in there for an entire weekend. Yeah, they, they sucked the air out so much. That's what... No, that 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 was part of his mutation was the... Oh, yeah? It, it oh, scarred I didn't, him. I didn't At least that's, that. that's what I took it as. But either way, when they put her in the, the tank, he was, like, freaking out about getting her out of there. She would have been all right for a couple of minutes while he... Yeah, I mean, it's not like she's going to get brain damage or anything. She's right. just going <laughs> to suck for a little unless, bit. Unless, of course, they were just going to pull all of the air out of there and then say, <laughs> see you later. Well, there was no context for that. I mean, yeah, she probably would have just... But yeah, I, I heard for a little bit. I thought that the comedy was so funny. It was such a funny movie, like, honestly funny. Yeah. Yeah, they, he had an amazing supporting cast in it. I'm not even talking about the actors, but the characters they chose mm-hmm. to put in there. Colossus as the straight guy. I also like that the you could tell where they cut and and scrimped on the budget, where Colossus is just always a giant metal man. <laughs> where they they said you could you could see that they said, well, we could animate him, but that'll cost a lot of money to right. do that. So he's just always Colossus. Plus, in this we have movie. to pay a physical actor to. Exactly. To be shown on yeah. film. Um, yeah, I loved all the all the, the meta stuff, like talking about like the, the different timelines of X-Men yeah. and showing Ryan pictures of Ryan Reynolds as Ryan Reynolds. Like all that stuff was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical. Uh, let's talk about T.J. Miller was a good addition uh, and brought some nice... Uh, T.J. Miller is a good addition in everything yeah. he's in. That kid is blowing up right now, really which is. is fantastic. And uh, Marina Bacarin, uh, the girlfriend, the girlfriend, yeah. um, Firefly, Firefly, like Crush yeah. from Firefly. Oh yeah. yeah! Also the wife from Homeland. I don't see. I haven't seen Homeland. Yet. All right, well, Firefly. She yeah, was in Fire, Homeland. Fire, Firefly first. Fireland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was nice to have her back on screen. Yeah, yeah, it was really uh, the cast was yeah, it was sick, it was awesome. They all played so well. Even the love story was was great. Yeah, it was it fun. Was, it was cheeky. It was, it was great. Yeah, and even when uh, did you see the romantic comedy trailer they cut together oh, no, for I that. to like trick people, yeah. wives into going, wives and girlfriends into going. Yes, um, where they make it seem like a a sappy movie where he's dying of cancer and they have to fight through it together. You're right. That whole storyline was terrific. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. you felt you really felt for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are the writers of the movie some of the writers from the comics? No, they brought in uh, uh, different guys. They um, they actually needed mentors to help write this, like X Men aficionados from like the studios to help them dive into it. All right, let's talk sequel. So obviously, you get to the end of the movie, right? And they talk about Cable. So who is Cable? And uh, who do you guys think is going to play Cable? Cable's in this movie? my favorite X Men character since I've been like eleven years old. Okay, so I'm stoked about this. Quick backstory on Cable, real fast. Me? Yes. Go. Go um, so Cable Quick. is the uh, son of Jean Grey and Scott Summers. So he's in the future. Anyway, he comes back from the future to 
fix something in like the present timeline. I can't remember what it is. There's so many different writers that came involved. Anyway, at some point in all of this, the most powerful mutant, the most badass general of all time, John Connors from the future, sort of badass, teams up with Deadpool. So it's this buddy comedy, yeah. straight man comedy guy. And I don't know if you ever saw the 90s X-Men cartoon where he comes back and he's like, we have to stop the future. Yeah. <laughs> so he's that kind of character teamed up with Deadpool who just doesn't care about anything. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I think it'll be great. All right. Uh, a couple rumors uh, to play Cable. Dolph Lundgren. I don't no, want it because I don't think he's got the star power to pull it I don't off. think he has the acting chops to yeah. do it. The thing about Cable is that he's an old man, too. Like, he's yeah. he's, he's pushing 60, so... Yeah. Right, so the dude from um, Avatar, Stephen Lang? The general, the yeah. General. He's, that he actually is would trying be, yeah. for this so hard. He's like, That would actually be perfect. And I've always thought, like, either him or who's the dude that played the substitute... Remember that movie? Treat Williams? No, no, no. no. Ernie uh, Hudson? The older guy from The Substitute. Like, Substitute number one. What the hell is that guy's name? But he would Oh, um, the guy that Treat Williams looks like, which is why he's in <laughs> the other ones. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those were my top two since I was a kid. So, Tony, what you're saying is your Tony's third degree this week is... What's your favorite Coen Brothers movie? <laughs> <laughs> What a lame, what a lame substitute. All right, Charlie, Comic-Con coming up, right? Uh, Yeah, in about two weeks, I'm going to Comic-Con for two reasons. I'm going to push Boy Zero, um, and I'm also looking for a couple new artists to work on a new project. Tony, you got anything to plug? Um... Uh, yeah, LosAngelesCarters.com. Uh, it's a great website. Yeah. Everyone loves yeah. it. And I'd just like to reinforce, if you've got original music you want to send to us, please, we would love to hear it. We'd love to use it. Get your name out there. Yeah. Oh, and uh, to answer last week's Tony's Third Degree question, uh, we had uh, lots of responses, but uh, it turns out the overwhelming favorite Batman, mm-hmm. Adam West. Uh, Jeff, many... Jeff, Jeff Heft. And Adam West. Wrote in <laughs> to write specifically Adam West. Okay. Thank you, so Jeffrey. Thanks, thanks Jeffrey. Um, He's wrong. So that's, uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks All for right. listening.